Ladies and welcome to the 4 and 18 of the Drunk Country Podcast. I'm host always, I'm Tyler. Join me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Oh, man. I'll tell you what. This has been the worst day, but it has not been the worst day of my life. That's three not years. at least what happened three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my anyway, God. Anyway, I'm doing fucking excellent, man. To give everybody a little brief explanation, Tyler and I have been watching like a couple of the YouTube videos and stuff for this one obscure CBS show called Kid Nation. Yes. This is a video by John Tron and stuff going in depth and stuff. And I gotta tell you, man, it's like if you, all you listeners, if you have not watched this video or you have like a subtle interest in like 40 kids being tossed inside of like a Western setting to try to control their own town or Bonanza, something. Bonanza, like New Mexico. Their, in New Mexico. Give it a watch. It is comedy gold. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's an old, like, 2006 reality TV show. Mm. Where they literally threw, about, like, 40 kids in a abandoned... Literally abandoned Old West Town, New Mexico. 40 of them. With one bathroom. And basically Survivor with, like, literally between 8 and 14-year-old children. Uh <laughs> And it's uh, very entertaining. Gables, you, you told me about this, and I, I did not expect it to be that good. I uh, Dude, multiple, multiple times was crying during this. Even thing. I forgot how good this video was. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, I literally saw you broke the moment he's doing the interview with that one kid and stuff like <laughs> that. He tries to hand him the freaking beads, and all yeah. of a sudden you see the can of beads drop and splats in the yes. face. Like, oh, shit. There's two there's two videos and there like the second one is he interviews the the youngest kid on the show that was Jimmy. Uh he interviews him like last year about the experience. And this is like the beginning of COVID when this video came out. And he goes he hands like the little claw thing that's like long and he puts the can I can I interest you in a can of beans? And he fucking grabs the beans and opens it and goes and him with the claw and he drops the beans. I don't know why fucking killed me i don't know why but it's not that they drop the beads it's not like the, you see the ricochet of the fucking bean juice fly up in the air and just, just screams oh shit oh my god it got oh man that a solid five minute tear laughter oh. wheezing everything it was oh man that got me it, it's surreal you everybody just look up john tron kid nation uh and there's two videos. Each one's like twenty something minutes. Just put aside forty five minutes, and you're gonna have yourself a hell of a time. I'm gonna, you will not regret it. Uh, but my god, yeah. And that that one kid, like, this is the worst day I've had in three years. I was like, what the fuck happened three years ago? <laughs> then, like, what's worse than being abandoned in the in New Mexico with no food or water? And you, they never get a chance to figure out what. It- it was that happened to him three years ago. <laughs> yeah, it it definitely like okay, our our aliens exist. Who killed JFK? And what the hell happened to Jared three years ago? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Oh god. Oh man, but other than that, man, it's been fine. It's been one hell of a week. Work, all sorts of various crap going on around the house, and then my taking care of this little, this little pooch. German taco. Yeah, this little German taco down mm-hmm. in the corner, sleeping in this box. Cleaning up after him after he has the runs. I mean, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, that's the worst. Dog runs are the yeah. worst. Oh, oh, yeah, I know. It's like, this, never the picture the scene, you're trying to sleep, and all of a sudden, you just keep the set of, like, something, like, yeah. bow, and all of a sudden, it's like, what the... Yeah. Well, it, well, 
if something I've learned throughout this week is don't give your dog one too many treats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a lot. Too, too many table scraps, too. Oh, yeah, that too. That too. And this, this little guy, what he loves to do is, like, uh, my dad, you know, he can barely walk, right? But when he does, when he walks to him from the bathroom, if my dog sees him walk to the, end of the bathroom, if he has food in his dish, he'll dart past him, and all of a sudden he'll try to jump right on the chair and stuff mm. like that. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, it's like, hey, you. And all of a sudden, the dog is like, oh, I see him jump from the plate and hit the dance trash can. It's like, boom. <laughs> I, just, I just like to imagine he's up there and he gets caught. And he's like, Shiza. And he like fucking darts away. He's like, fuck. That's I'm exactly caught. what he does. He didn't <laughs> scream that, but it's exactly his reaction. <laughs> I just, oh, you need to teach your dog uh, like some broken German Spanish stuff oh, here. Jesus Christ. This needs to happen. <laughs> Oh, how have you been doing, Tyler? Doing okay, you know. Uh, Sunday night, it's always a good night to fight, um, I've heard. Um, that's not true at all. No one's ever said that. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a week. It's been a long week. Uh, but, uh, dude, right, it's been a weird week. Um, I put my two weeks into my second job. Oh. So that's exciting. I told yeah. her, and I told my GM, and she doesn't believe me. So I don't know what the hell I'm going to do about that. Um, like, I'm not even making a joke there. She literally doesn't believe me that i'm putting up that i put my two weeks in so that's weird um but uh so that's exciting i put my two weeks in there uh well i i'm i guess i know about it and you know about it but yeah my G, my gm was first because i told him she don't know about it but I, I don't know so that's where it stopped uh but anyways i did that and i had a couple weird experiences with work um you know i go to uh you know i deliver in my main job i deliver like southern Iowa, a lot of small towns, a lot of trucker areas. I see. I go to a lot of trucker gas stations to go to the bathroom and stuff. And I was using the urinal. And what I'm what I'm about to sing does not do justice to what this guy did. I I don't remember the beat for sure. I can't remember how he did it. Um, but it's a memory I'll never forget. Uh, I he was this guy was in the stall, which is just why are you peeing in a stall when no one else is there. You know, there's plenty of urinals. But anyways, that's a whole different conversation we can get into. This guy is peeing in the handicap stall, mind you, and he is singing away. And he's not just singing a song that you would hear on the radio. He's making his own fucking tune in there. He's like, he's like peeing on the seat because it's not my home. And it like, I'm like, okay, it's like a like, I'm like, that's a weird like. And I mean, it was on beat, it was on cue, and I'm like, all right, he's just making his own shit up. And then he just, and then he went further with it. He went further with the cables. He started beatboxing beatboxing (laughs) like and while he's peeing and this ungodly like i went in there he was peeing when i got in there i went in and i have i've had a pee for an hour so it's a long it was a long pee because i was on the interstate and wasn't able to stop finally stopped got gas ran in the bathroom peed i peed he was peeing when i got in there i peed washed my hands Left the bathroom. He's still peeing and beatboxing. <laughs> what the fuck? Peeing on the seat like it's my home. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that's a dickish thing to even like celebrate the fact. You're like, yeah, like you did it way more better than I did, Gables. But I'm just like, why would you like, I'm peeing on the seat because it's not my home. Like, that's that you're a dick. Don't pee on the seat. Like, why would you celebrate that? Why would you write a song about that? I don't get it. It was super weird. And then I, my, so my second job delivering pizzas, I delivered pizza to the guy instead of a, instead of ca- a cash tip, which is what I worked there for. 
He offered me a hit off his blunt. What? Yeah. He's like, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, here you go. Here's, uh, you want this? this? Is your tip? And I'm like, I looked no, at him. I was like, Nah, I'm good. He's like, no, I'm good, man. All right, I don't have a tip for you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just fucking walk. I'm like, all right. I'm just gonna walk away. But it was like the <laughs> very. Like, I never smoked weed. I'm gonna tell you right now. I've never smoked weed in my town. But it was like the very end of a blunt, and like the the end that you would smoke out of was like all like out. And I'm like, that, and there was like multiple people in the garage. Like he came out of a garage and like the garage. I'm like, even if I did smoke weed, yeah. I'm like, even if I did smoke weed, I don't feel like I'd want to smoke that weed. (laughs) Like there's something going on there. And I was like, all right, that. So not the weirdest thing. There was there was a time that the guy offered me a line of coke once for delivering pizza. That was, yeah. Well, there's a backstory. So the guy that I was closing, and it was like one in the morning. We closed at one at that point. It's before COVID, and the guy called like one hundred three, which and the the person that was closing answered the phone, which normally we they call after closing. We just don't answer; we let it ring. But yeah. I think I don't know if this person kept calling, and they just finally called the answer to say, "Hey, we're closed." Whatever. Uh, he's like, but so basically the the guy answered. And he's like, "Hey, we're closed." He's like, "Well, I'll give you guys a uh, I don't know eight dollars, whatever the fuck. I don't know how I understand measurements of what coke comes, um, and." Because he offered that guy Coke, I had to go deliver that pizza for the guy. Mind you, for no money, <laughs> I had to go deliver it after close to go deliver it. And then the the guy went with me to deliver the pizza and ended up, he offered me, like I went in to deliver it. The other guy didn't and offered me the line of Coke, didn't offer me the sack or eight ball or Tenth or what? I don't know. I don't. I don't know drugs. I don't know how it works. But anyways, he offered me the, the line of coke, and I'm like, no, yeah. I'm good. And then he ended up giving me like six bucks. I'm like, ah, fucking all right, cool. And it's only a few blocks away. I'm like, ah, right, cool. I made some money off it. But yeah. And then the guy, I got back to the car. He's like, did you get the coke? I'm like, no, he didn't. I just no. told him like, no, he didn't actually offer any. <laughs> I <was> fucking. <laughs> he was pissed. I had to get the guy. I was going to the guy ride home anyway, so it wasn't like a big deal that the guy was in the car with me. But I'm just like that. So it's ah, very weird. Very weird shit happens while you uh. Jesus you you see some, especially at night. This, but the, the the weed thing was like eleven thirty in the in the morning. It was like you guys just smoke weed in the garage. All right, this is. Mm. It was very weird, very weird, uh, weird Dude. experience. So it's been an odd week of uh, with people. So yeah, that's uh that was my week. Uh, <laughs> beatboxing in the bathroom and weed is a tip. Um, wow. Yeah, so it's been a fun week. Bye guys. Um, if you are listening to us right now, uh, well, right now as a, as a time recorders, thank you. Uh, if you're not, we are on twitch.tv slash Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, you can always watch us every Sunday night. We always record the show live, and I put the uh, the video version up uh, later on um, on YouTube, on youtube.com slash Drunk Nerds. Follow, subscribe, all those places, please. Give us a big thumbs up as well. Share it. We love all those. Um, but if you're not, you can't do all that. 99.9% of you just download it and listen to us that way. That's cool, too. Also, like, thumb, subscribe, follow, share, all those things as well. Uh, also, um, I believe part four, yes, part four of our Game of Generation podcast will be coming out on Thursday. So, uh, the, And then the final part, part five, will be coming out next Thursday. So uh, broke those all up. That was a, If you want to watch the whole, we did the whole thing uh, in one sitting. Yeah, over three hours long. It is on our YouTube channel. You can go back and look at that. I posted it earlier this month, but uh, 
yeah so that's all out there for you guys so you're getting uh like i said for the month of march you're getting two episodes a week from us you're getting a whole 10 episodes of podcasts uh for for you audio listeners out there um so yeah uh and then if we broke them up and they're on the the individual parts are on youtube as well so if you want to do that as well it's on there but yeah uh that's what uh going on with us here at drunk nerds uh just weird ass fucking week and uh, jimmy the eight-year-old um on kid nation it's been fucking wild but uh gables this is the video game podcast primarily we're not t- laughing at children crying on camera and uh being offered cocaine um oh God. <laughs> so um hey, we can get out of the way real fast uh i have played nothing this week uh, well i played like three games of madden uh i just where we were talking before the show and i feel like we're definitely in that glut like that covid glut of like oh, game yeah. no games coming out where it's just all the games came out in the winter, and then the games that got delayed that couldn't actually make it to the last year are getting pushed out to, like... Well, I mean, we're getting close. It Takes Two comes out uh, on Friday, which is exciting. Oh, okay. And then, uh, like, you know, then... But then, like, there's nothing until, like, the end of April. So, uh, then, like, end of April to, like, early June is, like, an onslaught of shit. But uh, we're kind of still in that in that period there, and we'll figure something out about... Playing, I think we're going to probably stream that too. The it takes two game uh, playthroughs. Yeah, um, that is a good idea. I, I heard this one's a little bit longer, so it's probably going to be it's going to take us a, probably multiple uh, sit downs to do it. I heard it's All like right. closer to ten hours when it, no way it was like I think it was like five hours. I want to say it took us two. I know we beat it twice in like two sittings, but um, okay. yeah, so yeah, well we'll figure something out. But uh, that yeah, I've been playing anything, Gables. Uh, what have you been playing? All right, so I did play a little bit more Assassin's Creed Origins. I feel like I have found my game that I want to try to dabble a little bit inside the mornings, like right before I go to work, because what I've been finding most useful while playing Assassin's Creed Origins so far, it's like there are tasks I like to do, but essentially, you know, before going into work, like say if i got like a half hour to spare or something like that, I go through, do a couple of uh, scouting, like, reconnaissance sort of missions or something where I'm like going through and like going to the high points, synchronizing the various points and like uh, maybe clear out a few like a few like enemy bases or whatsoever and do that what I'm finding kind of hilarious is like the random animal encounters that I'm uh, coming across well here's a good example like for example like I go and I'm trying to get to this one checkpoint right and so I picture the scene there's like this big old establishment, like, this big old, like, building over there with, like, about 20 guards. And what's keeping me from getting there, you have this big old freaking lake, right? And I'm on the opposite side, you know, obviously. And I try going in the water, and before I can go in, I'm, like, running across and stuff. I encounter three alligators, like, right from <laughs> the freaking, like, uh... They then just just popping out of the water and stuff. And I'm like, oh, oh, shit, oh, shit. So I gotta lock on to each one and stuff like that. And, like, they're just you know, just trying to take their time and stuff to try to just do yeah. whatever the fuck they can in order to try to take me out. And like, <clears throat> to my credit, I had a sliver of health, but I took in all three of them. <laughs> nice. I remember that, that game. They would fuck, they're like the honey badgers in uh, Far Cry 4. They would fuck you oh, up. Oh man, they're no joke. I mean, these fucking crocodiles, man, they are really aggressive. Not only just really aggressive, man, but they're just bastards. I mean, just pure front, man. It's like, you won't even... Like, you can't even go, like, uh, a couple feet away from them, and all of a sudden they just notice you off the top. They start just crawling along and stuff like that. It's like, oh, man, I'm going to myself some lunch. And, yeah. like, it's like, here I am. I have my freaking scepter, right? I have a freaking, no, it's a hammer. I got this freaking 
random exotic-looking fucking hammer, right? And I'm trying to go through. I'm just smacking a couple of them. And I'm trying to do the freaking heavy blows and stuff so I can do more damage. It's like, oh, no, no, no. This is not working. They're like three or four hits before I can even do a swing. <laughs> and I'm like having to dodge. And this, I actually took out a crocodile in the water. Which nice. That was nice. the stupid idea, but it was fun just to go through and do it. All crocodiles are bastards now because Gables killed their fathers. <laughs> <laughs> I did have one experience last night that was kind of hilarious. So I go into this mission, right? And this mission requirement's at level, like, 17, and I'm, like, level 14. So it's, like, if you're, like, three like like three or four levels below a certain mission, you'll encounter certain enemies that are, like, impossible to kill, apparently. I'll get the freaking skull, the crossbows, and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm thinking, like, you know what, for this... Yeah, I completed the first part of it, this mission. Let's go ahead and see if I can get to the second part of this mission, right? And so, okay, let's just do a little bit of stealth. So I avoid these guards and stuff. I manage to piss off a couple of the guards. They're chasing after me, right? These, like, no, these bandits. It's like a bandit, like, sort of, like, uh, hideout, right? And so they're hidden in this canyon. I lure out a couple of them. I go forth. I climb around into terms of this entrance, right? And I drop down, not realizing that I freaking drop down low enough. And I'm like, oh, oh God, I'm going to die, right? And all of a sudden, I bounce off a freaking hand, like the freaking, like, uh, oh, God, you know, like those uh, little bases or something like that that have that sort of, like, fabric thing that, like, keeps them from, like, the oh, sun or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I managed to drop down on the top end of this thing. I managed to hang on without losing any freaking health. And nice. I did, like, about freaking a 10-foot drop. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I managed to sneak past them, doing, like, a really unorthodox sort of way. But I managed to sneak past them. I'm all crouched and stuff. And all of a sudden, it's like, I get to... This one archer, I'm like, okay, I, I can go through and stick behind him. He spots me. He shoots an arrow, like a fire arrow, and it takes me out of one hit. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. But, uh, no, man. The best experience I've encountered so far while playing Assassin's Creed Origins is I went up to this aforementioned, like, uh, base that I got to after destroying those alligators, destroying those crocodiles. And this thing is huge. I mean, this is one, like, high point that can synchronize that entire area and stuff. But this this one was, like, one of the biggest ones I've actually come across. I think it's either in Alexandria or, like, some other portion of Egypt. But uh, I managed to take out, I kid you not, like, about 15, maybe 16 guards. I took out the high point ones first, like, the, the archers. And I worked my way down until, like, at these freaking gladiators with their huge old freaking swords and shields and whatsoever. But what's interesting about it is, like, I climbed all the way to the, the top, right? I got that various point where you can go onto the rod, and you can, like, synchronize and then jump down, right? I had a scare to where there was a place you could jump off before, and I pressed the wrong button, and I just see freaking, like, Bayek just, like, go and do, like, a bad, like, just die from his back, and he's, like, doing this, I'm like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's, like, he lands into, like, uh, the thing at, like, a level lower, not all the way down the ground, but actually, like, a level lower, so I could climb back up and do this and that, and, uh, synchronized my point, jumped all the way off this, like, almost a hundred foot freaking, uh, cast, this, like, freaking tower, right, into, like, a freaking, like, hay barrel or somewhere. A stack of hay down below. I'm like, well, well that was freaking cool. But the coolest moment I had, I went to Giza, right? 
And so when I went to Giza to do that aforementioned mission with that freaking canyon of bandits, I decided I wanted to explore around the area, and I started climbing these pyramids. I climbed this pyramid up to, like, the highest point for a checkpoint. Yeah. And I synchronized, and what I didn't realize is, like, there's an option. It's like, well, you know, I could dive off the tops before, but yeah, there's an option where I can hold down the circle button, and here yeah. I am. I'm sliding down a pyramid. I'm like... Holy shit, this is awesome. I'm yeah. sliding down a pyramid, dude. <laughs> it's just moments like that where the moments that I'm enjoying most so far of Assassin's Creed Origins, I mean, the story missions are okay. The side missions are actually pretty fun in regards to the mysteries you have to uncover in terms of like a, like uh, these string of murders or something like that with mysterious circumstances, collecting certain items, doing this and doing that. I mean, yeah, it is a little bit grindy in regards to like uh, collecting certain resources collecting like uh, certain weapons or earning certain weapons there are some good drops of uh, rare or like legendary weapons that you can acquire without having to use any type of helix stuff I am not tempted at all to do any of the fucking helix stuff cause well I don't feel like it makes any fucking sense in that regards I'm doing enough progression as it is completing side quests taking chunk at a chunk uh, like little bite-sized sessions like if i wake up in the morning i'll do like a half an hour worth of like doing some side missions or clearing out something or collecting resources i'm perfectly happy with that but if i yeah. want to spend like an hour or two or something just doing some side missions or doing some like main story missions i can do that too which i find that much more approachable it's a lot more entertaining than what I was doing like about a month ago, which was playing a lot of like Fire Pro Wrestling and doing the simulation type of stuff. Yeah. But uh, the other game I had been playing, and I know this is probably going to surprise you a little bit, I decided to power on my Xbox, and I decided to just check out Madden 21, right? Oh, oh Game Pass? Game Pass? Well, yeah, that's exactly the point. I mean, I wasn't going to spend actual money on the game itself, so that's I smart. managed to go through and download... Madden 21 because you know what? yeah I heard a lot of bad things about it I was in the I was in the mood to play some like just to play some virtual football so I decided to just check it out see what all of the various things were all about you know the one thing one thing I noticed right off the bat while I started up the game I mean the music was all right but at the same time after powering it on like after the playing like uh, Madden 21 for the past couple of days, the music really grades on you. Yeah. It really grinds on you after a while. I'm like, did they have any other musical choices besides like maybe a select three or four songs? I mean, I feel like I'm hearing the exact three or four songs in repeat. Yeah. That's... Especially from the title music and like everything else. Yeah. That's the problem is like they, they are, they, yeah, they always start with the same song at the beginning um, when you hit the start button. And yeah, they're on like they go in order. So yeah, if you're not in the menus very long, you're gonna hear the same handful of songs over and over again for sure. Right, but, and I and I did like uh, notice a lot of the complaints that people had about it. You know, in terms of like the the wonky sort of physics inside the football players and stuff like that. The uh, the various like uh, the various efforts where they didn't even cover, they didn't even like rework certain models of. Uh, editing from like 2019 sort of like certain things were logos and this to like 2020 yeah i mean that was apparent when i saw like uh i think it was like one of the college football games i did for like the face of the franchise thing and you just see 2019 like a reused oh. asset oh really the year previously 
but uh, let's see. There were other things I noticed too. I'm trying to remember exactly what, but uh, yeah, there was just some little odds and ends though that just didn't quite line up. I feel like playing a lot of uh, Face of the Franchise. I mean, there were some things that were fine about it. I'm still playing it. I'm still playing a little bit. I'm to the point where I had my character win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I just I got there with that with him too. The Super Bowl part. Yeah, I got to the Super Bowl part, you know, and uh, throughout my whole experience of it, it's like, okay, there were there were things about that story I didn't it's make bad. any freaking sense to me. Yeah. It's it's at best okay, but there is this one part where I literally was playing the college football championship game. You're exactly where you're going I with it. I scored five touchdowns. The two appearances that I had made that helped cement, you know, like the, I chose the Oklahoma Sooners. I chose that team and stuff like that. And I helped them win a national championship. And the coach comes to me, like, after, like, you know, uh, after, like, uh, your friend and stuff like that's in the hospital with a heart condition and stuff like that. And the coach comes to your freaking apartment, you know, and you think it's going to celebrate. And he tells you, he's like, yeah, we're going to start the other guy. Yeah. And I look, it's like, you have two options. You can either choose another position or you can enter early in the NFL draft. Yeah. And he tells you the odds on for you. It's like, you are probably going to be like a mid-third rounder, maybe like a little bit later, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. And I I literally go through and I had this one. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, what? That doesn't make any sense. Inside of an actual real-world situation, if a player, a quarterback has that kind of a performance in real life for only two starts, that guy's going to be a starter. <laughs> Almost yeah. guaranteed. Yeah, you're not going to be benched by the guy that had that, that literally had a heart condition and nearly died on the field Yep. in the Nash Championship game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, it's like NBA 2K, the, my superstar mode. Like, those stories are terrible and the acting is awful. Like, the acting is not as bad in these, but it's, the story is like it does yeah it does make sense like he nearly died on the field and had to have his heart surgery and i had to take over in the second quarter same thing fucking every series i was out there through through a ran for a touchdown and then oh yeah we're benching you it's like i like if you were gonna bench me like then have me lose like make it so i lose or like i struggle like build a story like, yeah it just it doesn't make it like because that was a big thing they, they added this year with face of the franchise was like mm-hmm. you don't have to be quarterback now you can be they had to think running back and wide receiver and tight end I think yeah. um, I think yeah there was those three and then quarterback and so they added those three so it was like kind of a way to like get you to like yeah you can be these other three positions if you want to but it's like the worst laziest way to get you to play those other positions like why don't you at the beginning when I pick when I build my character. Let me pick my position and then go up yeah, there. Yeah, exactly the point. That yeah. would have been a lot better of a choice than waiting to the tail end of the college football championship. After you win as a quarterback, all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know what? You can either continue on being a quarterback or you can just be the backup or switch to another position because your coach is literally a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like we, when we <laughs> see this in real life, Ohio State went through this where – the first string quarterback, who was a Heisman Trophy, Heisman Trophy candidate, the year prior, he got hurt in preseason and mm-hmm. was out for the season. 
and then the then the backup took over and led them to like I think they were like eleven and one, and they went to the playoffs, and in the like the beginning of the first playoff game got hurt, so the third string guy had to take over, and fucking destroyed the in the semifinal game and the championship game, and the next year he was the starter. Like we've seen this in real life. This was a real life thing that happened. Like the next year, that guy he played two games, two uh, the two most important games of, the, of like his entire life, and destroyed the two two of the three best teams in the fucking country in his first yeah. two starts. Like we've seen this in real life. So yeah, it's like yeah, that whole I like they did the they brought back the fran- the face of the franchise kind of stuff a while back. Uh, I think it was like three years ago. They did a really cool like story one, uh, and like, the story like it's not like top of the line i'm not gonna sit there it's not i'm not gonna rave about being like a all-time great story but like for what i was expecting from a story in madden i can't remember long yard is what it's called uh it was awesome and it was like six hours long it was fantastic so i would say if you want something like that go check that out that was something i complained about when they when they, they never put it i said they should just put this out it was like for like 20 bucks on the store just that long yard uh thing and i i think people will love it because it's not it's very easy for it's not like the, the the gameplay you can add you can raise difficulty if you want to but it's really kind of it really handheld holds you about learning how to like just be you know play the game oh it's like a tutorial on top of a good story and they even like the next year they came back with another one of a sequel with the characters and dealing with the aftermath of you know become now they're in the pros because it ends with you it ends at the draft and then the second one builds from that and it's not as good but it's still pretty good and it's just like it's crazy. Like, oh man, you guys did you guys knocked it out of the park those first two years, and it's like now we're just kind of giving up. It's like we don't care. Well, and it, yeah, it's kind of like what I'm at with the whole face of the franchise sort of mode, where it's like I'm kind of struggling to actually want to continue on after winning the Super Bowl because here's the here's the thing that kind of bars me the most. It's like, yeah, you know what? I won Rookie of the Year. I've pretty much won my first playoff game. I have won the Super Bowl in my rookie season. Mm-hmm. I'm the only things I haven't really done so far in terms of achievement stuff is make it to the Hall of Fame and like whatever type of random stuff they want to insert from anywhere that until this and that, you know, where it's like okay, I've already done I've already done a lot of the main things that I've set up to do. If like based the franchise and stuff, it feels like I'm being like artificial padding at this point now where it's yeah. like I can understand from high school through college to the pros and stuff, the end goal should be the Super Bowl. And I feel like the thing should have ended in that regards once you make it and win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, where it's like, why the hell would you even have the high school and the college aspects and stuff if their main thing for face of the franchise would have been like the pros in that regards? Well, in last year, they kind of did the same idea where it's like you had a story about you getting drafted and like, um, but you went in like you, but you were like, uh, you played high school and that like you, depending on what you played in high school, that was your, your you were a five star, four star, whatever. Yeah. You yeah, go and play, like you that. play a handful of games in college and then you go in and like, you're like, you go to the combine and you got to like try out. And then like, based on, based on what you, you do in these, that's how high you get drafted. But there was a whole story aspect to it. But as soon as you get drafted, the story ends there and then you just play your career out as just as that one player. And I actually enjoyed that more where it's like, cause I hate cause it, and like, it's kind of, it's weird. Cause it's just ran like as soon as you get drafted, the, like there's no longer a story and you're literally just playing the, that your character 
and you're only controlling him, which I enjoy because it gives me like a, a challenge of like I'm just yeah. I'm only controlling the quarterback. I'm not controlling the receivers, running backs. I'm not controlling the defense. So it kind of adds it adds the excitement for me. Um, this and this one you only play the moments. So like yeah, you win the Super Bowl in your rookie year, but you only actually play what four games? You play your first game, you play a game uh-huh. in the middle of the season, you play a, you uh-huh. play a playoff game, and then you play yeah. the Super Bowl, and that's it. And like, all right, it's like four games. Yeah, you play four games in your in your rookie year, and after that, it's just like, all right, well now you just yeah. And what what's really frustrating is like I'm on the I'm on the Madden Reddit page because I, I like to see like the, the bugs and shit. I can rant for an hour about the issues I have with Madden. Um, every I mean I'm the guy that pays the seventy dollars to get the or at least last year before seventy dollars to get it three days early. I'm that guy. I'm I'm you know I'm I love Madden. I'm you know whatever. I'm a fanboy of it, but I still I, there's a lot of problems with it. But anyways. I'm on the Reddit page a lot, and I like to like, see what people are saying about it. Uh, a lot of issues. And the main issue with the face franchise is, like, the whole idea of the face of the franchise is become a Hall of Famer. That's the ultimate goal. Is like you, yes. As you do things, you hit certain milestones, you win Super Bowls, you break records, you hit the number, and now, you, now you're a Hall of Famer at the end of the career. The problem is now, the, the problem with just in general, with, um, you know, every team in the NFL has a salary cap, so they can only spend so much a year on their players. So like, yeah. say it's two hundred million. The problem is, and it's this has been an issue ongoing for Madden for for a while now. In franchise mode, the AI, the computer teams are terrible with, with cap spending and using their cap. Where they will, they just for the most, for a good chunk of it, I'd say it's eighty percent good. Where like, all right, cool, like you you have no line, you have no offensive lineman, so they'll go in and they'll spend a shit ton of money on their linemen or whatever, getting the players in the most. But like quarterback. The is where the, like the, where it's broken in franchise mode where you can have the uh, ninety nine or a high ninety you can have well, you can have one of the ten best quarterbacks in the league and then the top free agent quarterback is an eighty nine and that guy they'll go after him get him they'll sign him and they'll pay the thirty million dollars a year for him and then they have no cap room so then the, every team in the, every team in the NFL is is capped out because they all like went crazy and like they they have everybody's got three, four quarterbacks are paying 10, 15, 20, $30 million. And the problem with this is in the same, the same issue in face of the franchise where after your rookie contracts over and you can go to, you can pick your team you want to go to a lot of teams didn't your crew. If no one signs you, if you play, he's being weird. Um, you're right there, boy. He's okay. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's hacking a little bit. He does that. But, um, Anyways, the problem is is that once you go to free agency and you can sign with any team you want to, if no team has uh, cap room to sign you, because you know cause you don't get to pick your your how much your what your contract's worth, because obviously you would just make it the minimum, so your team has more cap room to sign more players. But you can't, which I understand makes sense. But the problem is is that um, no team has cap room, so they can't sign you. So if no team signs you, it ends. So a lot of players will play the first four or five years of, the, of their face of the franchise mode, and then every team is capped out and can't afford you, and then your like your face of the franchise mode ends and it's over. What? Yeah. Or 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 there's times where like you went you had a 15 year career, you have all the records for everything, you broke every passing record, won every Super Bowl every year, never lost a game, and you get when your career ends, you're like, oh yeah, you were like you're gonna always be remembered as like a, a mid level pro. It's like it's completely broken the face of the franchise. So it's like even if you want to get to that ultimate goal, Gables, there's no way, there's no 100 percent. And like they fixed it, they they fixed some of it, and it's it's better. 
Like that was an issue that was like early on in the game, and even with the PS5 and the Xbox Series X version. But yeah, it's 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 still I still see issues on the Reddit page of people like having the issue. Like I played a 15 year career. Like they'll show the stats. They're like they're showing evidence. Like all the pictures and shit. And it's like this is this is my career. I won Super Bowls every year. Never lost a game. I have all. I broke every passing record known to man in this game, and I'm known as a. You're gonna be you're gonna be a guy that's remembered, uh, but never you're not a Hall of Famer. Or you might be like you're one of those guys. You play ten years in the league, and people will know your name, but they're not gonna like consider you all time great, kind of shit. So yeah, it's it's fucking wild. Wow, man! After that explanation, I don't feel like I want to continue on with that face. I wouldn't. Yeah, and if that's your ultimate goal, then I wouldn't. But if you're just playing to have fun, like that's what sucks because I liked last year's. Because it was fun. Because like after the story mode, I, I was actually kind of happy the story mode was over. Because then I, like my player got drafted by the Oakland Raiders, and it was just fun yeah. because I was like playing games. And I was actually like losing games because my defense would give up forty five points, and I, you know, like and it just like it created all like actual challenges for me. You're like because I'm I play so much fucking mad, and I play on the hardest difficulty, and I still blow people out by fifty points. Like that's where I am in, in mad. But I, it's, I play wow. it's a more of a stress release thing. But to like give myself challenges, I I go I jump to franchise that are the face of franchise mode and they don't have that this year or now it's like you play the moments stuff it's like okay because like usually after about seven eight months i get bored of my franchise because it's like i've made this, this super fucking team and it's like i it's not even fun i'm like it's just like i'm just i'm not i'm giving up three points a game and putting up 60 points a game this is like it's not even like i'm it's not even like i'm not even enjoying this anymore so like i'll well, go you know to, what? but go on yeah go ahead well you know what tyler it's like when i go through and I play Madden and stuff like that. I mean, I usually choose my team, which the face of the franchise, yeah, I didn't want to be randomly drafted. I just wanted to go through with my 49ers. Ended up winning the Super Bowl, which usually that's my goal anyway in terms of when I'm playing a Madden game. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to do a franchise or like a season mode, I usually do it until after I win a Super Bowl. For this case and scenario, the 49ers are facing the Cleveland Browns and I blew them out 77-3. to Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. Like if you, I don't know. Like it's still a good game, and there's but yeah, there's a lot of issues. But yeah, I, I get it. Like the gameplay, I feel like is good in that mm. regards. I mean, yeah, there are animations that are very canned. Yeah, there yeah. are a lot of graphical things that don't make sense. Yeah, there was an element to where every time I do like a halftime thing, you just see like a like a very below sort of picture. You see these dots like around the circle with the players yeah. their feet and stuff like that. It's I, I'll say this: the, the there's a, there was a very noticeable improvement when the PS5 and Xbox Series X patch came out. And then, yeah. like, there's been a lot of issues. Like I said, I can rant for an hour about the issues with uh, with Madden, especially this year. But I look at it more so it's, like, I think it's more like COVID hit them harder this year. Um, yeah. Because a lot I of the updates that, that would have been there at launch, like, the things you, that are typically there at launch weren't coming until October kind of stuff. Wow. So it's, like, but I understand, like, they're legally obligated to release the game before, I think it's before kickoff of the first game with their contract. So it's, like. They're in a rock. I mean, I'm, I'm defending the game a little bit there, but it's like they're in a rock and a hard place where it's like the game wasn't busted, but it's like there's definitely a lot of things missing and a lot, there's some issues here. But it's like, yeah. Like I said, I can, I have a lot of issues with Madden. I could talk about forever, but I'll tell you one thing that was very funny before we move on and stuff. I thought it was kind of hilarious that every time I'd score a touchdown and stuff, the the person that would be holding the ball for uh, the Robbie Gold to kick would be Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, nice. I thought it was pretty fucking yeah. hilarious. Like you, you, yeah, <laughs> that you, they just finally just outlined just replace the star quarterback. You just, you just sit there, Jimmy G. With a rookie star quarterback. Yep. Yep. 
Okay, well that's you pretty sit there much with your beautiful hair and your hot porn star wife. Fucking Only be asshole. A backup quarterback to a rookie. Oh, <laughs> Make twenty five million dollars a year. A piece of shit. Dude, I I really do feel like he's going to be traded off before this next season. I really yeah. feel like he will be. I think it'll just be cut, and then someone will sign him, probably. Probably the Patriots. Yeah, probably. They'll it's more likely the Patriots. Looking for a million they bucks. They engage the Niners in trade talks, even before. The Niners don't want to pursue it. Yeah. I think it's... No one wants to pay him $26 million this year. No shit. And they can let him get cut and pay him five. Yep. But, uh... Anyways, we got some uh, news here to talk about. It's actually been a decent news week, Gables. Um, mm. I'm just going to go through this real fast. It's kind of like, a, I'm just going to call it the PlayStation block. Um, because All a right. lot of like, a lot of news came out of PlayStation, but nothing is like, uh, I mean, some of it's kind of bigger, but it's not like, oh my God, God of War 2 or something like crazy. So uh, I'm just going to run through it all real quick and then we can discuss things we want to talk about out of it. So um, PSVR 2, uh, the controllers were officially revealed. So we get to see those. Um they're basically like the is that the Vive the one the one that has the, the Steam one, um, it's basically just a, a copy of those. Uh, no longer we're not we're yeah. no longer using the uh, Move controllers, which is awesome. Uh, Jade Raymond, who um, was uh, she was kind of made her name because she was like one of the main people behind the uh, and Ubisoft for the Assassin's Creed game. So I actually went back and I, I went up and I, uh, I looked up her um, Wikipedia page. So here's the game she's worked on since 2007. Um, Assassin's Creed, she was a producer on. Metal Gear Solid 4, she was a managing director on. Uh, okay. Assassin's Creed 2 uh, and Bloodlines, she was executive producer on. Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Blacklist. She uh, And Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs or Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh, Far Cry 4 were her games. And she made a couple smaller games. And then she helped work on Star Wars Battlefront 2. But she's had a very bad string of luck lately where she left Ubisoft and went to EA Um to be one of the leads. She was actually, um, she was, she was working on a star Wars game, but then there was the one, there was the Amy Henning. Uh, she was making the uncharted yep. star Wars game. That game got canceled. Right. And they basically said, all right, take what a uh, visceral games. That is what Amy Henning's working on is. All right. Well, I want you to take, choose all motive is who she's working for. Um, take this game and turn it into a, uh, live service game, which you have a game that was built as a single player, third person action game, uncharted game. And convert it all this game. years of work into a live action game, or a live service game. <laughs> um, you all right there, buddy? Choking your water? Yeah, I'm that's fine. the worst. That's the worst. But uh, yeah. So then that game got canceled because obviously she was put in a shit place, and then she left there, went to Google Stadia to be basically the head of one. They they started Google Stadia started two studios. Um, uh, oh God, Hannah, I think Stidwell. She was, she's the, uh, she ran, um, um, Sony Santa Monica, the God of War people. So right. after that game, she was a lead on that. After that game came out, she left and she started, she was running one studio in Google Stadia. Jade Raymond was running the other studio. And then obviously that got closed down and then she left, um, uh, a while back. So she has decided to start her own studio called, called Haven. And I thought, okay. I'm, typically we don't talk about this stuff too much, uh, but I, I thought this was kind of, I, I really liked some of the stuff she said here. So come to find out, she's actually going to, uh, she now she's she's working on a new IP with PlayStation. Um, so it's okay. kinda, it kind of feels like a, a, a Konami or a Kojima type situation where, you know, like Kojima started his own, uh, his own company and then went on and um, you know, worked with, uh, made Death Stranding. But um, 
so this is the, this is the post she put here. I, I just kind of liked it. Kind of like it's, it's very. I mean, she's very polite about it, but she was very open about it at the same time. It's been a strange and difficult past twelve months. Pandemic, social injustice, and the job elimination of have impacted many of my closest friends, family, and coworkers. All of these factors, paired with the inability to see friends and family face to face, lulled me to into a self or into a kind of self-reflective cocoon where I had to ask myself some tough questions about what really matters. I've been making games for a long time, over 25 years. I've I've had opportunities to lead the, the creation of two highly successful original IPs uh, and build multiple teams and studios from the ground up. Some of these adventures have been more successful than I could have ever imagined, and others less so. Um, looking at you, Google and EA. Uh, several people have asked me recently, after all these experiences, um, do you still want to be in the game industry? And the answer is always unwavering, yes. Uh, the game industry is where I belong. Uh, whether it's playing Settlers of Catan with my friends or Valheim with my team, games continue to bring me joy. There's there's a way to relax, connect, share, and experience with people I care about. And the act of making games is, in many ways, even more fulfilling. Games to bring together experts across so many difficult uh, or so many different creative fields from music composers to concept artists to programmers. Yes, programmers are creative too. And into a perfectly synced orchestra that delivers new worlds for players to explore. For me, there is nothing more fulfilling or rewarding I can imagine doing. As as I took stock of my career over the last few years and started to think about what to do next, I came to a very simple conclusion. I need to get back to, to do what I love doing most. And to do so in a way what gives our team the freedom to explore, inspire, and create. So today I'm announcing Haven, an independent studio where many of a talented game developers have worked with f- for years and love dearly are coming together to do, the, uh, to do what we are most passionate about. It's time to, to focus. Sorry, it's time for us to refocus on games in a place where we can practice our crafts without any barriers or impediments. And it goes on some more stuff about it. But basically, so she started her own studio called Haven, um, and she's working on that. Um, like I said, it's, it's a new IP. We don't know much about it. Um, a couple other things real fast too. PlayStation bought Evo, uh, and Evo is coming back. It's going to be free to join. It's going to be online this year. Um, last year got canceled because of the, the co-founder was come to find out was a giant piece of shit. Um, yep. And then there was a lot of just issues with uh, some shitty stuff happening in uh, um, the Smash community too. Um, oh yeah. Which I forgot all about the Smash part. I remember the the co-founder was a piece of shit, but. Basically, it sounds like if, what it sounds like with Evo wasn't going to continue unless someone bought it. So um, this that's yeah. kind of what happened there. Um, and then moving on here to uh, PlayStation, we talked about earlier in the month they did the, they announced the they're bringing back the state of uh, stay at home initiative, uh, and they gave they're giving us Ratchet and we got that streaming service the indie uh, the anime streaming service at the end of the, uh, coming up this week I believe. Um, they also announced that um, continuing on, they're going to give us ten more free games. This this isn't behind a PS Plus paywall. This is just for everybody that owns a PS4 or PS5 console. Um, so here, starting March 25th, PlayStation uh, and some of our favorite indie partners are collaborating to provide more free games to explore while you're staying safe and staying at home. Um, so we're getting Abzu, which is the people that made Journey, Flower, and The Pathless. Um, they they uh, are that's their game. I remember playing that a few, few years ago. It's really good. Uh, Enter the Gungan, which is a very popular uh, indie game. Uh, we also are getting Res Infinite, which is one of the, maybe the most famous uh, indie games of all time. Uh, Subnautica uh, is coming. Uh, the Witness, which obviously the guy behind um, I just blinked the braid. Um, that's that was that was his game he made uh, a few years ago. And also some uh, VR games are being are coming. Astrobot Rescue uh, Mission, which everybody's 
a lot of people call that the uh, Mario 64 of VR games. Moss, which I love. That's one of my. That's probably my favorite VR experience so far. Uh, Thumper, which is VR and non-VR. Um, Paper Beast, which came out just earlier this, um, I think earlier this year or end of last year. Uh, then obviously, uh, yeah, there's the Funimation stuff that's coming um, at the end of the year. And then on April April 19th, everybody's going to get Horizon Zero Dawn, the complete edition. Uh, and that will be free on April 19th. So 10, 10 free games we're all going to get uh, starting on Thursday. Um, and then, well, 9, and then we get the 10th uh, Horizon next month. So um, a lot of pretty interesting, cool announcements, I think, there from PlayStation. But... I just don't want to. I kind of put them all in one big block. So it's not like I think. Like I said, I don't think everything one any one thing is like huge blockbuster news. But I think all in, combined together, it's all pretty cool stuff. What's your thoughts on that, uh, Gables? All right, my thoughts in general. One, I'm glad that Evo is still going on. Yeah. Even after all the crap that 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 whole like uh, that whole situation was in regards to the last year. I'm happy that the fighting game community is going to be continuing on strong, even if Sony does own it, and it may affect what games will participate inside of Evo going forward. At least it's still continuing on. Yeah. It's online, obviously online only type of stuff. Yeah. They well, they did they but, did come out and say that no, it's still platform agnostic. Um, you know, Nintendo Killer Instinct Smash is all allowed to be there. Like, but I mean, really, I mean, they mentioned that PlayStation is primarily where fighter fighting games are, and that's. Very true. Like Street, Street Fighter yep. Five is a PS, a PlayStation exclusive game, not because PlayStation paid for that exclusivity. Nobody really plays Street Fighter on Xbox consoles, so they put just put it on PC and PlayStation. So like, there's definitely. Yeah. I mean, you look. I mean, you look at it for the most part. Uh, yeah, every fighting game console wise, they does it's way more successful on PlayStation, and that's just the way it's been forever, really, outside of Smash. But go All on. right, and the second thing, I, the second thing I wanted to say is like, you know what? More free games are always good with me. Yeah, ten free games, some you can easily immediately like download and stuff. A lot of them are VR games. A lot of them, which I probably won't be able to play, only because I don't have a VR thing. Maybe if the PS Five, I ever get one and stuff, maybe that'll be something down the line if I'm bored. Yeah, but. At the same time, it's a great deal that they're going to be coming out with Horizon Zero Dawn, the complete edition, available for everyone for free on April 19th. That's a fantastic move in preparation for the second game, its sequel. Yeah. So that is definitely a good move by Sony on that part. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. I Like, touching on that, like, yeah, it's, it's great to, like, people that might have missed it. Like, they said over 25% of people that own a PS5 didn't own a PS4. So there's gonna be a lot of people that probably didn't 25%. play, yeah. Huh. So that own one right now. So there's probably a good chunk of people that didn't play Horizon Zero Dawn, and it's like this is smart. This is like something I always talk about with Nintendo. I'm gonna harp on Nintendo again, like I did last week when the, like when Microsoft bought Bethesda, and, the, and two days after they bought Bethesda, they put every Bethesda game on fucking Game Pass. It's mm-hmm. like if you don't, if you, those games are out there yet, and it's like you want to build some fucking like when a, a, the next big thing in that franchise comes out fucking drop some old stuff like you know like i know like it's it's he's like off oh, of zelda like drop this or that it's like we probably all played them yeah but put them out there again build some more excitement like you know it's like oh fuck yeah i want to you know whatever i don't know i i just love that idea of the stay-at-home stuff it's it's awesome i think and it's like i think it's like they're kind of there's their way a subtle way of like c- competing with game pass you know it's like and i mean 
there's no argument where PlayStation is far superior in their first party stuff than Xbox has been in the last decade. Um, True. So it's like, hey, it's like here's just like one of our games we're giving away for well, Ratchet and this for free, and there's like 20 others that um, we can still drop any a, a drop of a hat if we want to. So um, I think that's cool, and that's kind of maybe like their way of trying to counteract a little bit the Bethesda buzz. Um, the PSVR two controllers, I'm happy with that as just the the fact that um, we don't have to use the fucking um, wands anymore because like, it was so frustrating. Anytime I ever like would go to use the the thing, like you only have because there's so many plugins, you only had one free plugin, and you had to use two wands. And those wands, you know, the wands, every time you needed to use them were fucking dead. It's like, and then you had to use a controller or you had to wait. You like you had everything set up and you go to play and like, oh, the fucking wands are, I got to charge them. So we got to wait an hour. And then by the time they were charged, it's like, I don't even want to play anymore. Fuck it. And then they <laughs> sat there for three months and then like they're, they die over time. And it's like, it's just a repeating fucking thing that happens. So I'm happy with that. It's, I think it's be better for controls and everything as well. Um, and then Jade Raymond uh, with the, you know, announcing her own studio, which is awesome. Hopefully she can finally release the game because um, you know, she's had shit luck of choosing companies to move to. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, really. it's awesome that she's bounced on her feet. Um, and it sounds like, it seems like a, a good chunk of people that she's worked with previously at motive and, um, Google Stadia are joining her. So that, that's, that's awesome too. So, uh, and then, you know, just another, uh, exclusive game for, uh, PlayStation, you know, that's, you know, that's those second party deals have been very important to them. These, these, uh, last, eight nine years now of like kind of keeping them you know filling in those gaps of what their first party games uh coming out so that's awesome uh one thing i just want I'm, so non moving away from the playstation block here one quick thing just want to mention i don't think there's really too much to say gotham knights got the late 2022 um that's which, fine yeah which whatever i mean it's what i, I you know i mean that we've waited what eight years for a an, another batman game at this point what's another year at this point so that no that's shit. happening <laughs> And yeah, I mean, we're in March and we've heard no other news about it. So who knows? Uh, but another thing, quick little hitter here, uh, Xbox. So this was rumored a couple weeks ago and I mentioned it last week, uh, but Xbox officially confirmed it. Xbox Indies is happening on March 26th. Uh, so they uh, came out. This was a, a rumor that they're going to come in and talk about it. But from what I've, you know, on listening to reporters and stuff like that, like, that have a little bit of information about some of the stuff that's going to be announced there. Um, don't expect, like, this is going to be indie stuff. This is going to be Game Pass stuff. Don't expect Halo. Don't expect fucking anything huge there. And expect a lot of smaller stuff. So it's going to be March 26th, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time, West Coast, Best Coast time. Um, they uh, So here it says that the broadcast will go live on the Twitch gaming channel and reveal new trailers and gameplay videos for more than uh, more than 25 games. But Microsoft said in their blog that there'll be more than 100 games. So there'll probably be like some scissor rolls. Um, and then here at the indie event is going to include some big names like the open world role-playing game Stalker 2 and the Dinosaurs Shooting Simulator Second Extinction will be there. Um, uh, these games come from indie teams that also uh, come with huge potential. Uh, Microsoft is promising more details on The Extent, The Wild at Heart, Void Train, XO one and more. So um, not... A whole lot of information what's going to be there. Um, I don't. I mean, I, I think it's, it's it's exciting. I think this is going to be like it sounds like this is going to be stuff that's going to like fill in those gaps. We always talk about like you know like I was just mentioning with PlayStation with second party deals, they fill in those gaps. Whether it's indie stuff or it's uh, um, 
you know, like or like even Nintendo, they have like these games like Hades comes out and they it's exclusive to the Switch console wise. It fills in those gaps or right. the smaller Nintendo games they fill in gaps. And I think this is what kind of what's going to be for like Game Pass stuff. It's going to fill in the gaps. And I like this idea more of like doing an event of it. Like I love Nindies, even though like sometimes I go there and I watch it and nothing stands out to me. Sometimes I watch it and like fucking two three games come out of it. And I'm fucking excited for it. Like there's a I forgot it again. I did this like two weeks ago. There's a goddamn Animal Crossing like game that I played that you're on a fucking island. I'm pulling out the fucking goddamn game of the year book. A short again. hike. A short hike. Thank you so much, Gables. You saved me the goddamn embarrassment <laughs> of flipping through my fucking thing. But I, uh, yeah, a short hike. But yeah, I, I never would have heard of that game. Never even looked at the game. Never would have known about the game if it wasn't for you know the Nindies event. Um, you know, and it's like it kind of bummed me out when like PlayStation earlier this week did like, hey, every every half an hour we're gonna uh, we're gonna reveal a new uh, indie game. Um, on our PlayStation, on our YouTube channel, like to get you excited, and they did the same thing two weeks ago. We're like, hey, we're gonna every, I think every hour or every fifteen minutes, we're gonna show off uh, seven uh, VR games coming to P- PSVR. Kind of like, hey, PSVR is not dead. It's like that's cool and all, but I was like, I almost rather you like do like a, a state of play, but you know, like just talk about, be very open about it. this is what's this is a this is an Indies event. There's don't expect God of War, don't expect this, don't expect that. This is an Indies event. And, like, keep it like that. And, like, I kind of wish it would give it more publicity and those things would have stood out a little bit more and give it more eyeballs. Because those State of Plays, uh, Square Enix Presents, which we'll talk about here in a minute, and, you know, things like Nintendo Directs, like, those get way more eyeballs than just a random, uh, you know, blog post or a YouTube drop on their on their channels. So, um, I like this. And kind of the biggest thing I, I – the most realistic thing I, I think it was going to come out of this – is there's that that Cuphead DLC they announced? I think it was E3 2019. They announced they're doing yeah. this, or 2018. They announced they're going to do this DLC, and it got delayed to next year. We haven't heard anything about it. I think I I think there's a decent chance that it's going to be there, and it's no longer going to be. I can't remember what the DLC is called, but it's no longer it's no longer going to be DLC. It's going to be Cuphead 2. That's my that's, that's my guess. running guess in theory. Um, I don't know, Gables. What, what's your thoughts on uh, on this uh, Xbox indie event? Honestly, my expectations are low. I mean, it's very possible that we could see potentially a reveal of the next iteration of Cuphead, but at the same time, it's like I have it like a low expectation stuff for the yeah. indie stuff. I mean, it's the same thing with any type of like Nintendo like indie event where it's like some things will stick, some things will not. Yeah. So I'm keeping an open mind while watching it when it eventually is. Uh, gonna be announced yeah i mean, yeah i like yeah i think that's the best thing like you know, like they said there's gonna be over 100 games there it sounds like there's probably, probably gonna focus on you know 15 20 of them that's the case yeah it's just more the like the idea you always hear about like people talk about these events it's like we're gonna show you 20 and we hope two or three stand out to you each person and like when these when these indie events come i look forward to them because like those you know like some of those indie some of those indie games that we played over the over the last 15 years I've been some of our favorite games ever. So uh, nice. Yeah, I hope some cool shit comes out of it. And then last but not least, Gables, we had ourselves uh, a Square Enix Presents. It's the first one. And they actually also announced at the end of this one that there's going to be a summer one. Um, so it sounds like everybody's I'm very burpy right now. Fucking White Claws, man. Um, <laughs> it sounds like everybody's going rogue again this summer. And E3 is not going to be like um, uh, most people are going to do their own thing in the summer instead of joining E3. Um but this was a 40-minute long presentation, and they announced a, a plethora of things. So they, they they revealed Life is Strange Two Colors, 
and that's coming on September 10th. Um, they announced Life is Strange, it, uh, the original Life is Strange, and uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm are being uh, remastered, and you could buy those. And there's no date on those, but they're coming into this year. Um, and then they announced uh, Project Athia is no longer called Ath- Project Athia. It's now called Forspoken, and there's a fucking dragon. Um, her, her words, not mine. Uh, Outriders, we got a bunch of details on that. Uh, that was actually revealed earlier this week or last week that it's coming to Game Pass as well. So, um, and there's been a demo out, and all of your like the people I've, I've heard people have been playing. It. I've heard good things about it. It's like a live service game, but I've heard I've heard good things about it, and that uh, anything you do in the demo carries over to the main game. So that's cool. Um, yeah, that's coming out day one on Game Pass, uh, but you can obviously buy it everywhere else. Uh, Battle and Wonderworld. Um, got up some gameplay for that. That's coming out, I think, this coming week, actually, March 26th. Yep. Uh, that's coming out this week, but there's that been a demo out forever, and it's, everybody hates it. Um, <laughs> Marvel, they spent a good chunk of time talking about Marvels, uh, they, but they announced that finally that Black Panther uh, War for Wakanda is coming. Uh, that was supposed to be, a, a, like I think, something that was supposed to come in like October, but then uh, Chadwick uh, Boseman passed away, so out of respect, yep. they delayed it out. And then um, it sounds like there was all. I, it, I, want, I was probably going to get delayed anyways at this point, the way things are going. Because Hawkeye came on, he he released on Thursday, but he was supposed to come out in October as well last year. And he just came wow. Thursday. So and then the, the PS4, or the PS5, Xbox Series X uh, free upgrades came out. But yeah, they announced the, the expansion of War of Wakanda is coming later this year. They gave a roadmap of what to expect in the next like six months or so. Um, and then they, they, they announced like Operation Hawkeye, a bunch of gameplay for that. They announced the, uh, which I mentioned last week, the Xbox accidentally leaked it, the Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor Trilogy, which is the uh, new trilogy of Tomb Raider is now in a bundle. Um, I don't know what the price is. It's, uh, oh, it's okay, one second. Um, I, I'm, I'm reading right here. It's now available on PlayStation Store and Microsoft. It's $19.99, but will go up to $49.99 in two weeks. Okay, so that's okay. the thing. Yeah, all right, cool. Uh, but those games are I see them all the time for fucking dirt cheap. Then they had a bunch of mobile stuff. They announced like just they just caused mobile uh, Space Invaders AR was revealed, uh, and uh, they did like a they had they announced like a Hitman uh, mobile game as well. Um, what was your thoughts on this on this uh, the first ever Square Enix pre- uh, presents Gables? To be perfectly honest, I didn't watch the entirety of the event. I looked at the random announcements that were. Like uh, posted upon Destructoid and everything else, but uh, interesting to see the remaster, like like almost like a remaster of the first two Life is Strange like series and stuff like that. That's pretty good. Let's see in terms of yeah, in terms of Forspoken, that trailer looked fairly interesting. Yeah, I mean hell, that uh, the gameplay that that what looks like a silky smooth action third party like oh third person sort of like uh, action thing. It kind of remind me of like a mix between. The fast-paced gameplay of like a Bayonetta or like a uh, Devil May Cry type of sort of thing inside of an yeah. exploration world, which that kind of concept, you know, I feel like that's pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like the whole the aspect about it, I feel, is uh, unique enough to where you're going to keep people engrossed and wanting to explore the environments and doing all sorts of various other crap and stuff. So from what I've seen of Forspoken, I mean, we saw it, it first revealed Project Athia and stuff like that, and the release. You know, the whole demo trailer, not demo, but like uh, the whole... Gameplay. Like, revealed trailer, yeah. the gameplay trailer for that. And then seeing the actual official name, the protagonist, everything else is going on. It's fairly interesting from what I've 
have seen. I wish this game released pretty soon, but yeah, it's probably going to be like another year or two. <laughs> yeah, it said 2022 in there, but let's. It's Square Enix. It's going to be 2023. Oh, it's going to be early 2023. I'm yeah. not going to go ahead and settle for it being next year. They yeah. got to put some more work. Yeah. Yeah. But that's going to be a PlayStation and PC exclusive. So mm-hmm. I know that. Same with Final Fantasy 16. Um, uh, yep. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was okay. Uh, um, it sucked. I was trying to watch it while I was at work, but I'm like, where, I, where am I at work? At work, the cell phone reception is kind of shitty. So it was kind of yeah. annoying. Like on my YouTube wasn't working very well. wasn't working out there. So I had to watch it on like Twitch and I was watching like Twitch streamers, watch it like react stuff. Oh my but God. like they had sent out a press release where like, all right, well you gotta like, they didn't like, spoil what was going on, but they said they gave them time codes. And it's like for DMCA shit, they had to um, mute these sections from like 1610 to 1930. You had to mute these. So I started <laughs> trying to watch it. This is the only way I can watch it where I, where I was. Um, oh. and it's just like they were like even like this is stupid like why would you have this press event like when you know like live reacts is a big important like a lot of people watch live reacts and then put a bunch of licensed music in it where we have to mute the thing we can't hear what people are saying so I, I watched most of it that way and then when I got home I, I rewatched the the parts I cared about so unfortunately yeah. Battle of Wonderworld was muted um, so I couldn't listen to what they said but I mean I don't know, Gables. I just maybe that maybe that trailer could have sold me on it. I don't know. It put sixty bucks mm-hmm. down. I doubt it though. But yeah, moving on here. So Life is Strange True Colors. I really like this this trailer. But it was funny when I was watching it, I'm like I'm like, okay, give me a fucking roadmap of like the the episode the episodes when they're gonna come <laughs> out, all that. Because, like I, I was going around like I you know, I'm like, I fucking love Life is Strange games. Uh, two was okay. I liked two a lot, but I, like I said last week, I'm like, the biggest complaint about that game was it took 15 fucking months to, to put the whole thing out. And by the time it got to the end, I was like, I don't remember half the shit was going on. And it's like, I don't, and like, even like when the episodes were coming out, I was like, I don't, there's no point in me playing it. Cause it's like, I gotta wait. It's going to be three months for the next episode comes. Out. I'll just stack up. But it's just, yeah, it was just the whole episode shit. I think I feel like we're, that's coming to an end because to find out it's all just out. September 10th. The whole fucking thing. Get Caboodle. September 10th, it's out. No waiting for episodes. Like, all that's great. That's awesome. I love that. Um, and I love the trailer. I love, like, I just love, like, with them. I, it's like Haven Haven Point, I think is the name of the town. Like, I love, it's. it feels like the, like, when you watch, it's like an indie movie come, like, into a video game. I love the art style. I love the characters. I love the, the music and, and, Life is Strange is fantastic. I have a fucking art book back here next to my fucking Xbox sign. You can barely see in the corner there. Uh, of like the original uh, Life is Strange. Like that's how much I love like those characters, like Max and Chloe and all those. And it's so cool. They even have Steph, who is a character in Life is Strange before the storm, is a character in this game. Like it's after, it takes place after uh, Life is Strange 1. Like the whole world is all connected. Like Life is Strange 2, you go back to um, the name of the town, which I'm drawing a blank on right now. Arcadia Bay. I, I just looked at the fucking art book. Uh, Arcadia Bay. You actually go back to the town and based off the decisions you made at the end of Life Strange One, what happened there? Like you can actually see what happened in Life in like Life Strange Two, like the after effects. And it's so cool to see, you know, like that connective tissue is still going on. And like the the rumor was that like the the power was she can read minds. I'm like that's interesting how that's going to work in a video game uh, setting. Um, but it's actually like it's cool. Like it's almost like a mood ring kind of thing where like she can like 
the aura that like of your mood or what's going on with you, you can like she can see by your aura and the color, like the emotions you're feeling. And if it's powerful enough, it actually like affects her too. Uh, I love that. Um, it's coming on September 10th. Uh, I was kind of shocked to see it's gonna be 60 bucks now, uh, but I'm, I'm okay with that because like Life Insurance Two was 40 bucks. Um, but it's like, it, but it's, like I said, it's all coming out at once. It makes it, it's kind of easier for people to swallow. Where it's like, what was so frustrating about like a lot of Telltale games or like Life is like Life is Strange Two, where like those games when you have to wait long gaps in between, the games would go, like the season pass would go on sale like twenty times while the the, the season's not complete though. It's like oh, I paid twenty bucks or I paid twenty five bucks or I paid forty bucks right. for this thing like because I'm, I'm a, I understand you always you always pay more when shit first comes out. I understand that that's whatever, but it's like. I pay this. The thing's not complete yet, and you're already giving away the first episode for free, or you're now you're putting it on sale for ten bucks when I paid twenty five for it, and you're only three of five episodes in, and it's like it's so frustrating. Like as a, as a like because I'm a big fan, it's like I'm sitting here frustrated with you. You know, it's like I don't know. It was a very frustrating feeling, like with, with dealing with that. But I like I love the trailer we've seen. It made me so like I went in like. Very down on Life is Strange, just more off the episodic stuff with Life is Strange Two. And I, I mean, I, did, I just didn't. I, I think Life is Strange Two is, is okay, not great. Um, but just seeing that, like they said, coming out and it's all out once, like that, totally changed my my feelings on it when they announced it's all out day one. And but they also they are like in five. They, there are different episodes. I don't know how many episodes, but they're like they're broken up in episodes, but you can play it through all at one time. And then Life is Strange right. Remastered coming out. That was part of like. I think you bought like the deluxe edition. It comes with it. Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm not, I don't know if I'm gonna replay Life is Strange again. Um, as much as I love them, Life is Strange Before the Storm is so much better than that game should ever be. Uh, and that's another thing. Deck Nine is making this. This is not. Don't nod. Who originally created Life is Strange One and Two? Um, they're not working on this. They just did tell me why last year. I don't know what to work on next. Um, Deck Nine, who did the prequel to Life is Strange, uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm is doing this one, True Colors. So, um, and I think Before the Storm is arguably better than Life is Strange 1. Um, so I am all aboard with what they're, what they're doing here. Um, but it just feels like, feels good to be excited about Life is Strange again. I haven't felt this way in a very long time. So I'm excited for that. Uh, for Project Athia, Forspoken Now, um, we only see a little bit of gameplay, but definitely was uh, blown away by that, what we saw. Looks gorgeous, looks stunning. Um, and we obviously you take that for what it is probably on like the highest PC, like a fifteen thousand dollar fucking PC they're playing it on. But um, we we saw that finally see some gameplay, a little more of the story to it. Um, definitely look great. And that was like that cool one more thing. Uh, Outriders, whatever. I feel like the big issues was like they kind of went a little too long on stuff. Where it's like they're showing off a shit ton of like Marvel's Avengers. Like hey, here's the stuff that's coming out today. And it's like you guys are putting out like three hours of content today. And he just showed 10 minutes of it on, on the stream. It's like, calm, calm it down a little bit. Maybe, like, focus more on, on the roadmap and what's coming and not what's out today. Because I think it's more important right. to get people excited for what's coming than what's out now. I think the people that are going to play it are already playing it. Um, the Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor thing is whatever to me. It's like, those games have been on sale for so cheap 20 times before. Um, no doubt. I feel like, yeah, overall, I, th- I felt like it was okay. Like, they definitely spent too much time on certain things like the mobile shit went on too long. Marvel's went on too long. Um, I think, I mean, you can argue I, 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 I didn't, they show off a lot of life is strange shit, which I mean, I loved, but I was like, didn't really need all that information. You know, I'm cool with it. 
Like show me, do the trailer. Uh, I don't need the full five minute thing about the music and the background of it. And then tell me that the thing comes out like all at once. Like that's great. And then the cool, one more thing or for spoken. That's awesome. And this is what I talked about last week. It's like, we always go on these like crazy expectations, like what state of plays or E3 or Nintendo directs, Nintendo directs, especially, but it's like, I was talking about like Nintendo directs. Nintendo kind of deserves that. Cause they lie to us all the time about what to expect the directs. They say expect yep. this, but then they give us 20 other examples of, of like things that go against the thing they say. Um, and I kind of like the fact that like everything they said that we're going to get here, we got besides Forspoken. And that was like the one more thing. And it was a very small thing. And it's like, if that's the, what we can expect in summer, like, and they just say up front, here's everything you're going to expect. And maybe we have one or two little tiny things on top of that. I'm totally cool with that. Like, I, I like that. I, I wish everybody was this front about, it's like, like when I even talk like with the Xbox indie event showcase they're doing on, uh, on Friday where it's like, it's like, here's, it's a bunch of indie games we're talking about. It's like, all right, cool. We know what to expect. You know, we have that idea of what to expect. They announced soccer's going to be there. The couple other things are going to be there. Maybe Cuphead's going to be there. That's, you know, but it's like anything first party will not be there. And like, I love that idea of like setting standards and boundaries. But the key is they got to stick to those standards and boundaries. Because if they, right. if they put Halo Infinite at the end of this, you just fucked everything up. You're, you're blowing it all out of proportion. <laughs> so I think that's the key. And I'm like, I'm, I'm all, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I enjoy it. Like, it definitely, it, as a, it helps that Life of Strange was there. If Life of Strange wasn't there, I wouldn't give a fuck about this goddamn thing other than Forspoken, but whatever. Um, yeah, so I, I was overall I was pretty positive on it. I just I'm I'm all for these events continuing on in these platforms. I've always, I've always talked about the even at E3. It's like we don't need the fucking giant showcase for as, as a, a crowd. Like just get rid of all the bullshit, the talking heads. Just show us the games. That's what we're here for. And like make it 40 minutes instead of an hour and a half. Make it 40 minutes, clean cut, boom, get out. Like I love, I just like, I like that. So yeah, overall, I think it's a thumb, for the first one, it's a thumbs up. I, I like what they did. Um, but Gables, I think that will wrap it up for us this week. Um, yep. kind of a short episode for us. Huh? Look at that, like an hour and 15 minutes. Look at us go. Ooh. Uh, we're doing pretty good. Usually like an hour and 40. Uh, but, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, check us back. We'll be back next week. Check out on Thursday. We'll actually have a, a part four of the uh, game of generation podcast. Uh, until uh, next time, I suppose I was having. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, I wish you guys the best of luck of securing a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. Those drops are happening. Definitely, whatever you do, keep your eyes on Warrior 64 on Twitter. Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled on whatever type of Discord server that gives you the notifications here and there. And most importantly of all, make sure that you listen to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And if I can and also don't pee on seats, but also um, don't don't pay attention to PS5s because Gables wants one. So if you can all <laughs> just turn put, put your heads in the sand for a week we really appreciate it. So Gables can get a PS5. But uh, Gables? Yes. Too sweet, my friend. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys! See ya!